Fundamental Life Podcast. Hello, all. Welcome to the Fundamental Life Podcast. Which episode is this? This is episode number 12. You've been out, so I mean... Even dozen. Yeah, this is the even dozen. Welcome, y'all. We're glad to have you. Glad to be back. Hopefully, you've enjoyed last week's or two weeks ago's podcast with a lot of the statistics. Um, I actually... I don't listen to all of them after we record. Went and listened to that one, and it was it was cool. I I like to hear that data. It's interesting. Oh yeah, like I, you know, really when it comes to podcasts, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, um, including ours. <laughs> but uh, I listened to that one. I actually got a lot of flack over it uh, for various different reasons, but I, uh, I I went back and listened to it. I actually listened to it twice. Um, and the statistics and everything, super, super interesting. And I've recommended that particular podcast to more people than I think any others, just because, um, it is, it was just really, really interesting. Well, it affects everybody, you Mm -hmm. know? So if you haven't listened to the last one, go back and listen to episode 11. If you live in the state of Utah or anywhere across the country, you will find, uh, that data, like you'll like you'll you'll consume it. It's pretty cool. Affects everybody, whether you rent or own or anything like that. So, um, well, we are uh, prepared to just kick some tail today. So, oh yeah, where do you want to start out with this bad boy? Well, first and foremost, I'm going to just throw it out there that uh, I can now say that I am a COVID conqueror. I didn't know if you were going to bring that up, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to lead with like, hey, you've been out of the office, but it's all good. But since you brought it up, do tell. What are we talking about? So, um, let's see. It was a week ago Monday. So, that was like November the 23rd. Um, I started feeling a little bit under the weather. And so, I was like, "Uh uh-oh, this doesn't seem right. So, I went home. By the time I got home, I had a temperature of 101.9. Spiked to a 103, and I carried a temp from 102 to 103 for about the next 28 hours. Um, I was super, super sick. And, like, honestly, uh, there was one point where I was laying there so sick that I thought to myself, I can really see how this would take somebody that isn't in super healthy. A specimen such as yourself you know, in top physical shape. Well, I used to be. And then Carved from bronze. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But uh, so I, I really sat there and I was like, man, I can see how this would take elderly people or people that aren't, you know, um, in good health or even, in my case, decent health. I yeah. used to be in good health. Now I'm kind of just in decent. But... Um, it was definitely something that uh, threw me for a loop. The craziest thing is the effect that it has on so many different people. Like, um, as a dad, you always you always feel like, man, I wish I could take this. Like with Jax, you know, when he breaks his arm or gets hurt, you're like, man, I would take this because I would own this for you because I'm a man. I can do this. And uh, when I got COVID, that's how I felt. Like, you know, I don't want anybody in my family to get this. Like, I had it. And sure enough, yeah, I took it for the family. I took it for the team. Everybody <laughs> in my family, they're like, they're like, Dad, why are you being such a puss? Like, this ain't that bad. And I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah. 
yeah, Dad, I, ah, man, I, I feel like I've had colds worse than this COVID stuff. And I'm like, all right, next time you on your own, dog. Like, I'm, I ain't going to care yeah, no I'm not. I'm not going to wish that I take your pain anymore. Well, yeah. You, it seems to have happened. <laughs> so it was... Uh, it was it was it was rough. I slept for literally, um, let's see, from Monday to so basically three straight days. I I didn't get out of bed. I just slept, and uh, I don't know. <clears throat> excuse me, if I have slept that much since uh, my brain injury, you know. Yeah. And so, like, literally. Um, I feel like a million bucks. Like people are like, how are you doing? I'm like, man, I feel like I slept for six days and that makes me feel pretty good. So yeah. if I seem like extra amp today, today is my first day out of isolation. Today is the day that the health department said I could leave my house. So oddly enough, my family is still on isolation, but I'm a free man. So I'm like, they're all super jealous. I'm like, you know what? Very first thing I'm going to do. They're like, what? I'm like, I'm going to get me a Red Bull. Yeah, and then I'm going to record a podcast yeah. after I give Steve a hug. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, so things things good, you know. Uh, honestly, I, I tell people, you know, I wanted to see what the hype was all about, kind of see what COVID was really like. So I decided to get it, and I'm going to tell you right now, no, I don't recommend it. You know, my Google review, one star out yeah. of five. So yeah. Zero stars. <laughs> crazy I'm, well we're, i'm glad you're healthy thanks man and i'm glad you made it through and made it back hopefully your kids and wife get through it sounds like they're dialed they're, yeah, they're, they're doing okay doing good they just uh they give me a grocery list of stuff i'm supposed to bring home so. <laughs> well it's not to make light of uh the illness um because i know it does affect uh, different people different ways but i'm just i'm glad you're healthy I'm glad you're back to work first time i've seen you in 10 10 11 days yep Something like that. So, how was your Thanksgiving with all that in the midst of it? Uh, you know, I didn't really have much. Like uh, for Thanksgiving, uh, the last few years, we've we've gone a different direction. I uh, I make homemade pizza like from scratch. Like I start with just ingredients. I make my own sauce, um, dough, everything. I need my dough with my own. Little you're hands. you're looking at me like I don't know that. I've eaten your pizza, bro. I know. I, I know. It's the it's the it's the grub. It's money. Yeah, I'm sharing with America. So, um, anyway, so the last couple of years, that's what we do for Thanksgiving is I make pizza, and then the following Sunday we'll have like turkey and different things. But this year I was I was just too sick, and so um, my wife got online and spent it was probably a good hour and a half trying to find a pizza parlor that was still open. For Thanksgiving. For Thanksgiving. And so we uh, we did a DoorDash and then gave instructions, and they just left it right on the right on the porch. And uh, I, had, I had two slices of pizza and some chicken wings, and that was my Thanksgiving dinner. So other than that, you know, Thanksgiving was me sleeping. Yeah. Um, but uh, definitely, you know. Did you I, lose some weight? Did you tell me you lost a little bit of weight? Yeah, about five pounds because I just didn't eat. And like, I don't really have five pounds to give, but, uh, I, uh, yeah, I just, I didn't want to eat at all. The eating sounded horrible, but I didn't lose my snoo uh, super sniffer or my, yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. That didn't happen to you at mm -hmm. all. Nope. Mm. Char did though. She lost oh, her, really? she lost her, uh, sniffer and so did my, uh, middle son Davis lost his, his sense of smell. They did this whole big thing. Like, uh. 
my kids got out cloves and were like shoving them in each other's face to see if you could smell them. And like I walk in and they're like, Dad, you lose your sniffer? And I was like, I don't know. And they shoved these cloves in my face. I was like, whoa, <laughs> get that, what? And they're like, That's oh, crazy. yeah, Dad's clear. That's crazy. I thought that was like <laughs> one of the top symptoms. Yeah. From the people that I've talked to that have had it. That was like the, one of the first things they, they said is, I couldn't taste, couldn't smell for two or three days. But that didn't happen to you. Mm-mm. You had you did you have COVID twenty twenty? Yeah, I, you know that's it. I made a you had the the one up. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I that's what I told my wife. Like when everybody's like you know telling me that they they feel okay that it's like just kind of a mild flu. You know, well, not really a mild flu, but you know um, that they were they didn't have nearly as aggressive as symptoms as I did. I I joked. I was like, dude, you guys got like COVID thirteen, and I got like COVID twenty two. Yeah, I was like, you guys nothing. You got the advanced version. Yeah. But hey, that's what I said. Go big or go home. Yeah. That's how you do it. That's how you do it. When you get sick, it usually knocks you down too. So I'm glad you're back, bro. Thanks, man. So I've been thinking an awful lot uh, about kind of the future. And it's not like I sit and ponder about, uh, oh, my phone's ringing. Listen to the ring, though. (laughs) That's pretty dope. I like it. Um. The, uh, I've been thinking a lot about the future, just kind of pondering, had a lot of time, a lot of downtime, you know, not seeing a lot of people, not traveling, not going on vacations and just kind of, and also, uh, listening to Marx's podcast about goals and kind of improving yourself, so to speak. And, um, going into 2021, I actually woke up at like three 30 this morning Had a bad dream. Won't share the dream, but, uh, I've been thinking a lot about going into 2021, like what's this going to look like? Because clearly we've been dealing with COVID now for what, eight months, nine months? Yeah, it was March. Yeah, it, and it's... Rudy Gobert, man, he's that's the right. one. He's, he's the one who put <laughs> the nail right. in the coffin. Dude, he, like, he was talking in the mic like this, and he was touching everything, and, like, licking his fingers, <laughs> and yeah. Then he anyway, got COVID. I remember it was Mar- March 17th. Uh, March 18th, 18th, 18th. March 18th when the, the world came to a screeching halt. Yeah, we had earthquakes and like, I mean, it seems like, for me, it seems like last month, mm-hmm. but that was eight, nine months ago. And it's something that everybody in the world and uh, us as well, it, it affects and it's altered behavior. You, everyone's, it's affect. Oh, my phone's ringing again, jeez. That, that ringtone sucked. That's my wife. <laughs> we'll call her back. But anyway, uh, it's affecting uh, everybody, and it's altered behavior. It's uh, uh, it's it's taken lives. You've been sick. It's uh, altered incomes, and really, it's been just a roller coaster. And the reality is, we're kind of still in it. And for me, and this is what I've been thinking about, is. I figured when this dropped, there would be some changes. There would be uh, some things that we'd have to navigate, but that there would be like like a finish line, mm-hmm. you know, like, well, when COVID's over, well, when this is over. And what I'm realizing, we're nine months into this, eight, nine months into it. And when, when bad things happen, uh, I kind of, I tend to, my personality is I tend to freeze up a little bit and I try not to, but I, I almost get paralyzed and so what sucks, and, and this is where I'm at right now, is you, you almost get, uh, or I almost get paralyzed where I really don't 
do anything because I'm waiting for the bad to, to be over with. And I don't like that. Like, I, I don't like what that's done uh, to me emotionally. I don't really like what it's done to me mentally. And I've kind of been thinking this week about how do I change that? And maybe I'm unique, maybe uh, in, a, in a not a good way. Maybe I'm unique in the fact that uh, other people are fine. They can, can navigate this better than me, but I don't think so. I think that everybody's a little bit uh, paralyzed and kind of waiting for uh, the finish line. And frankly, I don't, I don't see it on the horizon. Um, and that's concerning. And so rather than like waiting for the finish line, I've kind of resolved to saying like, what can I do in my life to change the way that I feel, to change the way that I think? And, um, and this is on the heels of, like I mentioned, listening to Marcus's podcast about, Hey, when the snow flies, I'm going to do, uh, I was, it it wasn't, uh, what was it called? Yeah. 75 hard. And it was just kind of resolve that you made that, Hey, I'm going to get on this and things get in the way or whatnot, but, uh, changing some of my behavior that's, that's going to allow me to kind of stop throwing dirt on my own head and being paralyzed and really getting back to life because it's kind of got me in funk is what I would say. Am I unique? Like, is that, do you see that? I don't know how you feel about it. No, I think that's, uh, that's definitely how I feel. And the, the paralyzation that's taking place, um, for myself is, um, goals. Like you just said, you know, you set a goal. Well, the goals that I've set throughout my life and the goals that I set, you know, my quote unquote New Year's resolutions for 2020, like I can't, like there's no way that you can, the goals that I would normally pace myself to are there. I just, there's no way to accomplish them. Um, so that's one thing, uh, that I've actually like, so full disclosure, I've, uh, I've been I've been in therapy for let's see I'm 44 22 years with the same therapist. Great therapist. I go at least um you know the I used to go once a week then it was uh every other week then once a month and now it's every other week. But um that's one thing that we've talked about is goals because that the things that I've wanted to accomplish and the goals that I laid for myself, um, you know, physically, monetarily, uh, humanitarian-wise, you know, charity, things like that, I can't do. And so I've had to really reevaluate and set goals that I can accomplish and change them in a way that, that I can feel good about. They're not, they're not as grandiose. They're not as what I would necessarily say, Hey, yeah, this is what I want to do. But it's a goal that I can say, you know what? This is, this is my goal. And I'm going to, I'm going to focus on this goal though. It's not like a super sexy goal is a goal. And so that's, uh, that's one of the things that I've, I've tried to do to, um, release some of that paralyzation but it's still paralyzing because those goals aren't necessarily like my top tier echelon that I yeah. want to do. You know, it's like today I'm going to do push-ups. 
that's not really the goal that I was, I want to go like to the gym, but you know, those things are gone. So it's like, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do pushups. Yeah. It's, uh, it's tough to navigate this. And I use the term navigate because it's just a descriptive way of putting it. Uh, for me, I, well, let me tell you. So I, I bought this old beater $5,000 car about two months ago. It's a, it's a SUV. Um, it's a 1998 and it's kind of like an old body style that I just, uh, liked back in the day. And so anyway, I bought this old car and it's interesting because it's kind of given me something, uh, to do having grown up in the car business. Uh, I, I know how to rehab cars, make them look, you know, better than they should be. And it's given me something to do, uh, that's, that's, I would never do that. I would never go and, you know, just buy this old beater to work on it at night. I'd be riding my bike or riding my snowmobile or going to dinner with my friends, which I don't get to do, <laughs> which sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, it's given me like, uh, I guess something to take my mind off of work. Uh, I've worked a lot this year. We've, we've put in a ton of time and I'm grateful that we have the opportunity and the ability to do that and our industry for the most part hasn't had a lot of effect on our ability to work which i'm super super grateful for but uh having this old car and dude i'm on amazon bro i'm buying like old parts off i'm buying stuff off ebay and then stuff that i would never do like installing bumpers myself um i'm out in my garage with my 14 year old and we're down at Harbor Freight, you know, the disposable tools you can buy there. It's like one use only, and then it's garbage. <laughs> and I'm filling the cart full. You can fill a whole cart full at Harbor Freight for like 100 bucks. And you know that, like, as soon as you use this ratchet, it's garbage. But it's cool. You know, we go out in the garage, and we work on this old old car. And so it's kind of been, uh, as I've done that, I've realized that, hey, you know, this puts me in a better spot. To your point, Working on an old car ain't top on my list, but it's something for me to do that takes me out of that like paralyzed waiting for this finish line. Um, something going into uh, the coming weeks. I'm not going to say 2021 because I think New Year's resolutions are kind of stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just need to change my uh, behavior in terms of what makes me feel good. If I don't work out, and I'm not a gym rat. Like, I don't go to the gym. When I say workout, I mean doing the things that I enjoy that provide me a workout. Um, I like to ride my bike. Haven't done that a lot this year. I love to snowmobile. It's cold as hell, but there ain't no snow yet. And so some of these things, I'm going to go I'm gonna go hard with them because it puts me in a better, better space. And I can still do them, you know? Uh, the thing that I really miss, dude, is going out to dinner. Yeah. You know, and not that you can't, but I don't, uh, I like my freedom. I don't like to, you know, I don't know. It's just different. It is, yeah. In fact, I was talking to uh, somebody, uh, one of our lenders yesterday. Um, They're located in Michigan, and she said she wanted to come out and visit in the summertime. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, would you come? Like, I'll hook you up. We'll go. Well, we can't go there, but we'll go. And then I was like, you know what? Just come out and we'll see what we got, you know? Yeah. But because uh, when it comes to restaurants and fine eateries, I, I enjoy eating out. And that's uh, some of those 
some of those uh, fine establishments are unavailable, and it makes me sad. But uh, I, you know, I'm I'm grateful for uh, some of the things like you talk about the things that make you happy. And like I'll tell you, a couple weeks ago, um, the new Xbox came out, and uh, my kid asked for it for Christmas. It was hilarious. He comes in, he's like, Dad. I want the new Xbox for Christmas. I was like, it ain't happening, homie. <laughs> and he's like, why not? I was like, Santa ain't bringing it. And he's like, but Santa can bring anything. And I was like, not the new Xbox. Because I've already got it. It's on its way. And so I got it on the very first day it shipped. It showed up from Microsoft. And so I've been playing Assassin's Creed uh, Valhalla on it. And, uh, dude... It sounds super dumb, but, like, I was playing one night, and I went up against this uh, boss character, and, like, dude, this, it's a chick, and she just worked me, like, instantaneously. It was, like, one, two, boom, dead. And I was, like, looked at it, like, she, if you're not supposed to beat them, they have, like, a red skull, because it's, like, oh, this way too outside of your power range. And so, like, I sat there, and I, I was like, ah, oh, I gotta go get more power. And then I was like, you know what? Screw that. I was like, I used to be number one in the world at Assassin's Creed. So I sat there in front of my TV for five hours until 4 a.m., and I beat her. And when <laughs> I did, I was like, yeah. And I walked away, and I felt like I accomplished something. And it's like, it's those little, those little things that you can still do, those little goals that you... Um, and as dumb as that is, I mean, it's like to beat somebody on a video game. It's like, I don't know, way to go, man. I don't think it's dumb. <laughs> you know, the the thing is, 15 years ago, um, I may, or 20 years ago, uh, I, it's interesting. Just, you know, I there was a podcast we did six or eight weeks ago, and we were talking about uh, how you spend your money. And, uh, dude, that's up to you. How you spend your time, what you enjoy, that's up to you. Don't do shit to look cool to other people. And uh, the sooner you can realize that in life, do the things that make you happy and bring you joy. And um, that's, you know, and that's like spending time with people. I'm not a super social dude, but uh, I do like to spend time with people that I, that I love and that I appreciate. And the ability to not do that is, has been, uh, it's been a change. It's been a shift. And uh, kind of getting through that is uh, is tough for everybody. So um, I want to talk to you about some of the things that you're into because you kind of mentioned as we bounce some ideas about these podcasts. Um, let's talk about art for a second because huh. I know um, how important art is to you. And if you don't have a project going right now, it's only because you've had COVID. Um Virtually all the time, you have some kind of art project going. I mean, and honestly, just for those listening, like it's all over the map. Um, Matt has like a super good eye, and he's an amazing artist. Most known for uh, his painting recently, but uh, he's always kind of been into uh, art. And one thing that uh, that I thought was cool: Did you see the post that uh, that Dave Sparks had in that monolith? No, there was a monolith that was posted. Uh, that somebody put up in central Utah or yeah, just outside Moab. It was, it, you didn't see this. Uh-uh. So it's, it's crazy that someone put this, uh, was almost like a, uh, uh, like a rectangle or triangle 
10 foot tall, like titanium sculpture out in the middle of nowhere in the sandstone. And it was, it was standing up like in this like cavern and the crazy thing about it, like just seeing that someone put that there, nobody knows who or anything like that. Yeah. Oh. There's, you see a picture of it. Yeah. That is awesome. And, uh, it's probably 10, 12 feet tall, something like that. And I think it was gone 10 days later. But what's crazy is like overseas and like, I don't know, I'll get it wrong in like Europe somewhere, a same, the same, they call it a monolith, I think is what they call it. The same thing appeared the day the one in Moab was removed. The same thing appeared somewhere in Europe. And it actually made like national news. Um, but anyway, just pieces of art like that. Dude, I don't, that's, that's so outside of the scope of what I I can do as a human being. But with art for you, um, why, like, what, what do you, what, what do you get from, from art? Like, what does that bring you? Why do you enjoy it? I know you're talented and you have an eye for it, but why, why, like, why do you enjoy it? Why do you do that? You know, that's, um, it's kind of, for me, it's a, it's a release. It's a opportunity to just shut off the, the noise of the world. Um, because for me, that's, that's why uh, a lot of people ask if I listen to podcasts because I do, you know, my art projects take a long period of time and I don't because that requires me to concentrate and it requires me to listen. Whereas with, um, when I put on music, I don't, I don't really listen to it. I just feel it, so to speak. And, uh, it's funny, everybody up at the shop, they know that, uh, if they come in late at night and Billy's drilling it, that, uh, I'll be full blown, just like freaking sending it, like dancing and stomping my feet, yelling, all kind of different things. And that's, uh, it's because the radio station or my Pandora station, it's, uh, I've made this station about six years ago and now Pandora knows me. And so it's like, okay, we're only going to give this dude happy music. And the name of my station is Katy Perry Radio. And so, like, I know T-Swift ain't thug, but, man, she got some upbeat stuff. And so, <laughs> like, there's, you know, I'll sit and be painting to that or listen to that. And it just gives me the opportunity to shut off the logical side of my brain and just be creative and just have a... It's almost like relaxing. It's almost like taking a nap, even though it's physically exerting. Um because your brain is just shut off. So know? it's the it's the process, not the product or result that comes from what you're doing. Um, you, I would say, yeah. In in the aspect of, I um, can honestly say there in my house. A lot of people ask if I have a lot of art in my house, and the answer is no. I actually have. There are two pieces of art in my house that I did. One, my wife found an old oil painting I did when I was in high school and she went and had it framed and uh, hung it up so because it's a gift I have to have it up you know I can't like be all like, what you know but uh, so there's that and then she complained that I'd never paint anything for her like I've done art projects for everybody on the face of the planet except her so for our 13th wedding anniversary I gave her uh a painting that I did of her. Um, 
so that hangs in my house and it hangs in my entryway and so I actually I have to see it every day and uh, that's hard for me because when I look at art it's kind of like it's never done like uh, Leonardo da Vinci who painted the Mona Lisa people know that painting it's famous he worked on it for I want to say 26 years and the only reason why he finished it is because he died that's why it's done. He'd bust that thing out and paint on it and paint on it and then put it away and pull it back out, put it away and pull it back out for 20 some odd years. And so that's how I am with art. If I have a piece at my house or if I have a piece that I, I've done, I look at it and I dissect it and I'm like, dude, I need to, I can fix this. I can, this better, this is better, this is better. And so really when it comes to the, the final product, um, that's why I give it away. Because I know that those people will enjoy it and appreciate it. Um, but if I have it, then I'm going to just dissect it and end up hating it and working on it for the next 10 years. Um, great example of that um, is the painting I did of Cade Fulmer. Um, I painted on that thing. That probably has two to 300 hours just because I couldn't let it alone. And so, because, sorry, I don't mean to get emotional, but that thing had to be perfect. And so finally, my wife was like, you got to be done. It, this is your best. So, anyway. So it's the process, not so much the end product. That... uh that I love a lot about art, and uh, that's that's what it gives to me. That's why um, people ask how much I charge, and honestly, it's uh, there's not a price tag. Ninety, I'd say ninety nine percent of the work that I do is just because I do it. I don't do it because you know I want to get paid or and get a big fat paycheck or you know, anything like that. Typically, I just do it because I, I love it and I love the people I do it for. That's why when um, I bid a job once and the more the dude talked, the higher the price went because I was like, dude, I just, I don't want to do this. And the more he talked, I was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, by the end of the conversation, I was like, yeah, it's going to be about $12,000. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, sorry, my... My prices are according to my talent, not your budget. So we, uh, if you want to do it, we're good. And he's like, yeah, that's way outside my price point. I was like, okay, darn it. You guys <laughs> have a great day. It's been nice visiting. So you said uh, something that's uh, crazy when you, uh, that I just thought of. Um, so art or anything that you enjoy, right? If you take something, whoever you are, Think of what you're passionate about and what you really like, what you enjoy doing. It's not work, you know, maybe work to others, but to you, it's like, it's, it's enjoyable. It's something that you like to do and you turn that into a paycheck. It takes the enjoyment out of it oftentimes. And the reason I bring that up is, uh, like (laughs) if someone's really good at something, and then you, uh, then they, they have to try to monetize it for an income. Um, sometimes they grow to hate it. 
Um, and I don't know if that would ring true if you were relying on art for your primary income, but I think that is, uh, it happens to a lot of people and they find themselves taking something that they've enjoyed doing for a better part of their life, 15, 20, 25 years, and they try to turn it into an income and now they have to do it. They don't get, they don't have the choice. They have to do it to make a paycheck. And, uh, uh, it's just interesting how that people find themselves. Cause you want to, you want to be in a career that you're good at, right? But uh, taking something you're passionate about, I believe, um, like I, I offered to take Marcus snowmobiling, but I, that's that's a pretty sacred place, bro. <laughs> but, uh, you know, when you take something that uh, like that that you enjoy and you start to uh, throw it to the, the wolves, so to speak, it can take some of the fun out of it. And that's another thing, just, you know, the reason I bring this up, I'm kind of going all over the board, but... Um, I think everybody needs something that uh, they're passionate about, like their their pet, so to speak, and uh, their spouse, their kids, everyone else just needs to give them the space and allow them to enjoy that thing. And personally, you need to protect that and hold on to it and realize that if you try to make it something more than it is, like you know, a career, uh, it could potentially ruin it for you. And Everybody has that thing. Dude, I, I don't know. I mean, hell, we could talk about a thousand different things that people enjoy doing. Um, and what you enjoy doing, I may not enjoy doing. But you need to protect that and hold on to it and, and isolate it from getting injured, so to speak. And regardless of whether you're rich, poor, healthy, unhealthy, if you have that thing, you can still find a sliver of happiness by doing it. Um, even when times suck. You know, and so if 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 you're listening and you don't have that thing, my challenge is for you to go and find it or to gravitate to the things you enjoy until you do find it, because life's short, man. I I uh, my grandfather, having grown up in the car business, like third generation, um, my grandfather, uh, I want to say he died when he was 77 or 78. I might have the date wrong. We weren't super tight, but um, the guy worked until the day he died. And bless his heart, he was not a uh, super positive uh, guy to be around. And he really didn't have anything that he, at least from my point of view, maybe I'm wrong, didn't have anything he really uh, enjoyed. And it was all about, you know, progression and, and making a living and, and saving and things like that. And I vowed at a pretty damn young age that uh, I would not be that way. And when I find myself starting to slip there, I got to take a step back, go up to 10,000 feet and be like, what's wrong? And usually it's that, you know, um, like with, with work, the easiest thing for me to do because um, I'm good at it and I do enjoy it. It's just to come to work. I mean, shit, I could work 14 hours a day and probably, you know, be okay with it. But taking those things I really enjoy out, you know, I need those. Yeah. I, everybody needs those, whether they know it or not. A hundred percent. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to, like you said, we're kind of all over the board. And it's mostly because. This is a, hey, it is so good to be out of my house and talking to people. But um, not that my family aren't people. It's just, you know, different people. Um, 
I was going to say on those things like you were talking about, those things you enjoy, like for me, art, and for you, I know how much you love cycling. The, the coolest thing that I've seen with you and that I recognized was when you love something, it's like uh, when you say throw, throw it to the wolves, there's a great quote in the Bible about pearls before swine. And uh, that analogy is so great because you can't destroy a pearl. It just is going to be really dirty and the pigs aren't going to enjoy it or appreciate its beauty. That's why you don't throw pearls before swine because it won't, won't hurt the pearl. It just devalues it. But um, I look at you with cycling and not only do you love it, but the love of it has translated to sharing it. And when you share something you love, genuinely love, and you share it with somebody, it makes it even more meaningful. And that's what I see with, like, when you do all the work with the kids and, like, help, you know, coach cycling and, you know, go work with um, the uh, roller and uh, um, the – is it high school or is it junior high that you work with? High school team. High school team. And, like, go out and, like, help coach them up and different things like that. And even with – I watch with your son and different things. It's it's one of those things when you take something you love and you share it, it actually accentuates the love that you have for it, um, if that makes any sense. Um, so that's, that's one th- uh, thing when it comes to having those hobbies and having those uh, uh, opportunities to have that outlet. You can – you know, even make it even better when you share it, not just keep it all to yourself. And it's like you said, you know, when when I find myself uh, in that funk and I go to that 10,000 feet, it's when I realize, dude, I'm not sharing anything. I'm freaking hole up and freaking hanging on to everything I got. And so it's like, you know, when you give back and you share, it's it makes things just so much better. It's, there was a guy, and I won't name his name, um, but I remember an old short man from California with gray hair uh, telling me that you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of others. And this is on the heels of, you know, me saying, hey, I'm going to serve others. I'm going to do this and do that and do that. And he's like, no, you're going to take care of yourself because if you're no good, you can't help people around you. And that sounds really selfish, but 44 years into my life, I'm realizing the wisdom in that advice. And you're absolutely right. Um, Sharing your talents, sharing your energy, sharing the things that you have, uh, income, time, things like that. That's really, you know, that's what brings you happiness, right? But if you aren't happy yourself and taking care of your, your home court, so to speak. Um, it's hard to do that. And, uh, like my mother, um, one of the literally the most amazing people, uh, on this planet is charitable, uh, nearly to a fault. And what I mean by that is she would literally give you the shirt off her back, the shoes off her feet, all the money in her pocket, and 24 hours a day if you needed it. And sometimes that is, is detrimental to your own happiness. And uh, uh, service is a beautiful thing. Sharing your talents with others is a beautiful thing. But uh, sometimes you got to uh, 
uh, take care of yourself as well. And uh, anyway, I know we're, we're all over the board, but my, my, and this kind of, as we wrap up what I, what I want to do is bring some value to each one of these podcasts. And I know we're, we're rambling about uh, kind of the, the, this virus and the things we enjoy and talents and whatnot. But my challenge, I know there's somebody that's listening to this is like, yeah, you know, in some way, shape or form, I feel the same way Steve does. And uh, my challenge to you is to figure out if you don't know it, what that thing is that brings you happiness. And uh, like I said, if you don't have something, uh, you need to find it. Hell, it could be, I, just, I don't even know. You know, my dude, my 14-year-old started skateboarding. I know you skateboarded a ton growing up. And he does that literally now probably two hours a day. The kid's a cyclist. Like, he doesn't play basketball. He doesn't play football. He grew up playing some lacrosse. But he's, like, he's a cyclist, right? And he started skateboarding. And I'm, like, kind of looking at him sideways. Like, he's been through, like, three decks in the past year. And I'm looking at him, like, bro, you're a cyclist. Cyclists don't, they, they don't, they don't skate, dude. And I'm thinking this in my head, but pfft, he's out there, you know, hour to two hours a day. Sometimes there's a little ice on the driveway and he's, you know, eating shit, but he loves it. He enjoys it. And nobody told him that it was cool. Nobody, uh, he just, that's what he likes to do. And, uh, uh, it's cool to watch that because there's some humility in kids. They just, they're just attracted to what they're attracted to. And uh, it's it's cool to see him just pursue that because he's what he likes to do. And so my my challenge to everybody listening is to do that. Find those things, hold on to them, keep them sacred, share them, but make sure you're taking care of yourself and and kind of harboring that thing that brings you some joy. For sure, it's uh, when you do a couple of things that you said is remind me of. Uh, uh, this book that I just finished, uh, it's, well, it's been a couple of weeks now, but it's uh, 12 Rules for Life. And one of the rules is... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Matt gave me this book like five weeks ago. It's still on my nightstand, but I, yeah. prom- I promise you I'm going to read it. Oh, uh, man. I will I, read it. I, I, I believe you. I believe you. I know you will. But it's uh, a couple of the chapters that it talks about is that you got to... Um, Oh man, I can't remember the name of it, but it's basically what you said. You got to freaking clean your own house before you can freaking tell people what else to do. You know, take care of your business because ultimately, um, and he he goes through this dude is like super like way smarter than me. He uses like twenty dollar words and like I mean, dude, some of his sentences like I'm like, dang, that was like an eighty dollar sentence. I'm like, that's like wow. Anyway, but uh, a couple of the things he talks about, like even with um, having friends and like people saying, oh, I'm trying to build this person up. Like, I'm going to help this person get better. And it's like, nah, bro, you go take care of yourself because ultimately you're the one that's the most wrecked. And I was like, ooh, that's rough. But it's, it's true. So you take care of yourself first before you can help other people. But one of the other things, uh, one of the other chapters is don't bother ki- uh, don't bother kids while they're skateboarding. That's one of the, that's one of the rules <laughs> is of it life. Really? Yeah. Uh, now I got to read it. And like, uh, so when you talk about your son skateboarding and, and different things, it's uh, and ultimately the chapter is all about uh, that we seek adventure, that we seek um, risk, um, and that that danger, that that extra lift, and so. 
um, sometimes that's that's the excitement that it takes. He he uses the example, and I, again I digress. Is um, they removed all the playground equipment at the local elementary school because they were afraid kids were going to get hurt, and within a week, a bunch of the kids figured out how to get onto the roof of the school and run around and do all this dangerous stuff because kids want to take risks. They want to, like, like you said, it's humbling to watch them because they don't care if they suck. They just want to do it. Yeah. And so that's really cool about Max that he does that. And so, and anybody who skateboards has a special spot in my heart. Just tell him, just, just, that's the one thing. Like people are like, hey, you got any regrets? I'm like, no, I don't. Okay, yes, I do. I say, um, if I could go back in time, I would, I would sit myself down and say, Matt, young Matt, you're never going to land that 12-stair drop. You just aren't going to all the way down those stairs. I promise you, no matter how many times you try, you'll never, ever land it. Though you may think you will, you won't. I promise. This is freaking 30 years in the future. I'm telling you, you never did it. But 30 years in the future, your knees will remember that you never landed that. So <laughs> don't do it anymore. That's yeah, the we thing. should all sit down and write letters to our younger self. It would be funny to hear what those would sound like. I got a lot of information for 14-year-old Steve. <laughs> right? A lot of information. <laughs> was it, uh, uh, it was Kobe Bryant, Mr. Basketball. I think he, he kind of did some of that, like talking to his younger self, which was cool. Um, so wrapping up, uh, if you uh, uh, have listened to this and enjoyed it, please you know share it with others. And uh, the final thought for me is when you get done listening to this podcast, um, show some love to those people around you because the way you make a difference, I'm going to say this and people can disagree with me. It ain't by, you know, wearing a mask and social distancing, though those things are, are important. Um, it's by showing some love. Don't, uh, don't, don't use this time. If you're, you know, going through some stuff to be unhappy and difficult to deal with and judgmental, show some love to those around you starts in your house and then it spreads to the workplace friends, family, and then finally strangers. Don't be a jackass and uh, be kind to those around you. Make the world a better place. It's up to every single person to do that. And that's my final thought. I like it. I like it. And I, you know, really grateful to be back here and be back with my homies and being able to share that love with, with other people. And so thanks to everybody. And thanks for all the well wishes for the people that reached out to me while, uh, when I was sick, I know I didn't text back, but it was mostly because I just didn't even want to pick up my phone. So anyway, love y'all. It's been, it's been good. And, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Catch you on the next one.